Yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad he was able to, you know, get out west, really change up his vibe. Yeah, really start a new life. Yeah, he's gonna get a, he's gonna get his ear pierced this summer. Um, maybe get a head of tattoo. Like I'm proud of him. He got out of that bad relationship. He's working on himself. It's beautiful. Welcome to the Armchair Producers Podcast. I'm Austin, and I'm joined by my good friends Matt and Pounce Like a Panther Pookie, and we will be your hosts. Here on the Armchair Producers Podcast, Perul, Matt, and I will attempt to improv TV show concepts based on facets of our day-to-day lives. So join us as we cast our thoughts into the great beyond. This week, we are going to make a show based on an experience I had at work a couple weeks ago where we had a four-hour training seminar on accountability. So this week, we're going to try and come up with a show about a training company that gives said seminars about accountability, sexual harassment, diversity, all that jazz. And we'll figure out the casting, plots, side plots, etc. Been a lot stronger and with a degree of specificity that I didn't know was coming. Huh? I should have been leaned back. Um, <laughs> nothing. Oh. You're working hard. <laughs> Oh, yeah, my quickly written intro. Um, God, you actually wrote it. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Me too. So this, uh, the, the, the what kind of seminar do we open with? First things um, first. I don't know. It's like, what do all companies have to do other than, like, ethics? Sexual harassment. Uh, oh, dude. Yeah, for a pilot, I've never, had a sexual, I've never had a sexual harassment seminar. That's true. The sexual harassment seminars are, like, strictly TV. So No, it, no they that's usually what, come after the events, yeah. not before. Mm-hmm. It's like, for pretty, a pilot, it'd be great, you know? Uh, that's, like, too easy. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see. Let's try and get uh, oh, it's like, like a like a trust building seminar for our employees. Well, you you would hit it before accountability yeah. is like a big one. That it's just like, hey, you need to make sure you do everything you can for the company, and just outside of you know just outside of you know what you normally do, which is just enough not to get fired. Which eh, you know, yeah. And everything you do is never our fault, but always your fault. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, all right. We'll just do like the pilot, like based off like my specific experience. So basically, we have to log on to our Zoom meeting. And this is a four-hour meeting. And the CEO is talking to us and introducing these uh, dudes from another company who are running this meeting and teaching us about accountability for our program. And basically, all this spirals down to is my company missed our sales quota by like 7% this quarter, but we exceeded our profit margins by double digits. But I guess that wasn't good enough. So we had to have this four-hour fucking lecture about how we can do better to increase sales. And then the real kicker is after everyone's done introducing themselves, we're all getting buckled in. Like at least we have the... um, what is the word I'm looking for? Or like at least uh, the one thing we have going for us is the CEO has to sit through this bullshit with us. And then after like the 30 minute introduction, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to hop off guys. Good luck. And then that was the last we oh, saw God. in the next four Thank hours. God. 
That's how you do that too. <laughs> That's how you do that. My man got to like go on a long lunch, go cheat on his wife, maybe pay some bills, and then like play solitaire on his phone. <laughs> so anyway, we commit. We go, we'll go in through a PowerPoint um, seminar basically, and it's just basically like, what is accountability? Well, what do the people think that is? And then Austin, what is accountability? Please tell me. Oh, it's basically taking responsibility for like improving specific metrics that for corporate stuff that mean nothing to you specifically or your individual job. Like if you are an engineer, a survey guy, uh, like a admin person, none of this means anything to you. It is just straight up only for the corporate bureaucrats and their bullshit. But we all got to do it. Mm. Like at they got to blow that money somewhere. At, at one point, they showed us a video of a, of a Hyatt or something hotel staff. And they're asking, like, what is your job here? And they just tell them their jobs. Like, the cook's just like, I'm here to make the food. And then, like, the bellhop's just like, yeah, I'm here to take the, I'm here to take the bags to the room. And then after this training they did, they so what's your job here? It's like my job is to increase per customer uh, satisfaction by five percent. Just these meaningless quantities are what we're driving. Yeah, there we go. Like, oh, and how would you do that? I'll cook the fucking food, Rhonda. Get the fuck out of my kitchen. We're this is why we're getting bad reviews on Yelp. It's just that kind of horse. Like make more than what you have to make what you do like sound more than what it is. Like you can't just be like, yeah, I move documents around and send emails. It has to be like I update different teams with the information that my organization provides. No, it's just no, it's it's straight up. You just gotta like uh, turn it into like m monetary gotta, corporate like, like uh, God, that's like benchmarks. Like uh, I increased customer satisfaction by five percent. I increase revenue by 2%. And it's like, oh, me bussing tables is is helping our restaurant increase our profit margin by up to 5%. This is the worst example ever. First of all, this picture is just some lady holding a rag in a clearly empty restaurant. And then second, <laughs> second there's not a restaurant worker in the world who gives a shit how much money that restaurant is making. Like, they aren't getting a piece of it's any of that profit it's, it's good when you can like really feel that percent that you do like that's the that's the difference oh, that you can make happen pro are you doing this for your employees are you trying to break their spirit with uh corporate bullshit no absolutely not it's a waste of money yeah you just gotta yell what? at them and then impose that on them babysitting once that baby's born that's also true. You could make them babysit. Oh, with those little fake babies? No, with with the one real baby that's entering your life in four months. Oh, true. All right, so let's try and get into this fucking show. So I'm thinking the male lead, Eugene Levi. Like He's got the voice. He's got the demeanor. He's got the eyebrows. In what role is he in? Like he he's like the main like uh speaker for like these um uh classes. Like he'll go in and be like the main um spokesperson, like walking you through the PowerPoint and stuff. He's he's given the TED talk yeah, on exactly. uh 
what what you can do to save um <sighs> we'll get a fake company name later but what oh, what yeah. you can do to assist the company yeah exactly oh uh, Levi. ah Oh, I'm thinking like this guy is just like super straight laced. Like he's very polite and courteous, except for he uses like all the wrong words to describe people. Like he's talking like in like 80s uh, bigoted slang. Okay, so it's like, look, look, if you look, it's the corporate world changed a lot for me. Like before, but but before I started working here. I didn't know you could have Orientals working right next to you and something like that. Oh, no, no. It's like he doesn't know he's wrong. Just like, so you see this fine Oriental woman working right here. Now, what would you say? What do you think the thing she hears that would be make her uncomfortable? Like, like he's just totally unaware about like all this stuff. What about his son, Dan Levi? Well, you know what? You brought up 80s, but it could just be like... Uh... He brought up the '80s, but he could also do just like you know. We we had a lot of scares back in my day. It's a, a, a good fellow sitting next to me. I didn't know about his lifestyle. I thought he liked dudes. He could be like mildly homophobic by like back in the '80s. He thought one of his like coworkers had grid, which, or not grid, <laughs> fucking uh... yeah. That's what it was called originally, AIDS, something like that. Uh, grids, grits. I thought it was grave, but that's a different disease. I don't know. We're just listing examples of what this dude can pull off, but essentially that. All right. So where were we? Characters. We Something had... about Eugene Levy, good speaker, but he's got the trappings of being. Do his old son man. then. What? No, Eugene Levy's way better for the role. All right. Look, uh, we need somebody with some Adam Scott vibes. From well, uh, Parks Adam and Scott. <laughs> I mean, eh, he's a little on the older side now, no? Yeah, but like this is like a corporate teaching thing. Also, he still looks youngish. Like we all need super young. We can get some someone super young too. Isn't that a bit on the nose? What? Someone Adam Scottish? The why? Yeah, why don't we just get Adam Scott? Why don't we? Why don't we? We're just what? basically having Ben play Ben. Uh, I don't know. We could have him do something else. I looked up Adam Scott the other day. Dude's like 49. He's creeping up there. He yeah, can't he's keep 48. Like, young. He's fine. Like, again, we don't need like a super young cast here. Like, no one who's working in this business is like a spring chicken. Like, these are all dudes who just like burned their way out of like the motivational speaker circuit. Couldn't cut it there. So now they're just giving these seminars. Speaking of which, there we go. The new hire, he worked. For, he was a motivational speaker, but like one of those like cult ones. But he just wasn't very good at it. So now he's back. No, he in, now he's back in the company, but he keeps trying. Uh, like, but he's actually he still believes in the cult, so he keeps okay. just like slipping stuff in. Uh, he's like what's his face from Thirty Rock, the super religious guy that was like an intern. Not quite, because he like uh, he's more like. And so he's like a Scientologist, but like trying to keep like just, yeah. And that's how we achieve five. And that's how you take responsibility for 5% profit gain. And that, and on top of that, if you believe in Zargamelon, like he'll get you 5% life in the, in your next reincarnation or something like that. Zarga who? Zargamelon. Forward, like forward religiosity, like 
just just that sort of grinning attitude about it like like kenneth from 30 rock <laughs> and then like the, he never gets a reaction from it everyone's just like what the fuck did he just say and then he just moves on without it happening so who do we want to get to play that kind of character jack mcbrayer jack mcbrayer no he's too old for that he's like he's just as old as adam scott yeah they're all 48 man no, we want like this dude to be like early thirties looking, and like he's too genuine. Like, early, okay, so early thirties, but also like kind of scuzzy. Yeah, a little. It's gonna be a tough one. Timothy Chalamet. That really doesn't work. No, Timothy Chalamet. Sh- Chalamet. Chamale. Who? The young who's, dude who's in, in everything. He's in like all the Oscar nominated films. He's like the new. Sure, go with it. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it's with a C. Oh, this guy. That's that's. He's got baby face. Yeah. He's twenty six. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to cast him for this role. I was just saying who he was. Yeah, we need some thirties. Yeah. He looks. He looks like an eighteen year old. Right. Oh, uh, how about Ray- Raymond Ablock? Raymond who? Raymond Ablock. A-B-L-A-C-K. Oh, no. He's, he's, he's the like, guy he's, from... Uh... Ginny and Georgia, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he could pull he, it he's, off. He's the brown John Krasinski, which is what I'm kind of thinking of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like... This could work. This could work. Go with Bagesh Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah like he's got the face for it like he looks like sincere enough but like also did you watch Ginny and georgia oh yeah adisa and i are like gonna finish the last episode later tonight it's pretty good i like it you watch yeah we were watching it with my mom when she was here and you know if you can get over like all these high schoolers talking about like you know fucking in front of your mom it's pretty good First episode of Crashing with my mom because she loves British shit, but um, <laughs> I don't know if I could do the rest of it with her. No, dude, she subscribed to like the British streaming service BritBox. Oh, wow. Like she loves all that stuff with an accent. I also don't know if she watched that one English show where they'd be fucking a lot. Game of Thrones. Uh, Br- Bridgerton. Oh, that's on Netflix. She don't gotta stream that shit. Um, or she don't gotta use BritBox for that. Also, they're only, like, fucking a lot in, like, one episode, and then, oh, yeah, and then, like, uh, the girl finds out that him pulling out is not how you get pregnant, and um, they get in a big old fight, and he's just like, I'm not having kids, bitch, and she's just like, oh, my God, and then, oh, she, like, forces him to come in her, like, one time, and she's just holding her, crossing her fingers that she got, like, got. And so he's just like sitting on one side of the opera, staring at, ignoring her, and she's on the other side of the opera. And then she cries and she gets her period and just like, oh, it's not fair. I'm sorry, which show is this? Bridgerton. Jesus. Yeah, dude. I only saw, like, I was only paying attention when Adisa was watching it, but that shit gets, uh... A bit intense? Yeah, a little. I don't know. It's very... It's basically Gossip Girl set in, like, a different time. You joke about that, but they're also remaking Gossip Girl. Oh, are they? Oh, good for them. Yep. 
I mean, Blake Lively's. I guess Blake Lively is going to be like a parent now. It's HBO this time. Oh, really? I wouldn't think HBO was that into it. What show? What channel was Gossip Girl on originally? WBCW. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, so we got Eugene Levi as our lead, and we have Raymond Oblock as our supporting cast slash new guy who's former Colt. All right, so we've got two of our speakers. Well, we need someone on the back end who manages these freaks. Uh, yeah, I think we need three speakers and then a manager. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, I got it. I got it. We have the two speakers, Eugene and Raymond. And then uh, one of the – they have a sign language translator girl. Who's one of the <laughs> – Okay. <laughs> who, like, is in a separate Zoom window just throwing signs at it at the same time. Like, she's off to the side of the stage. And okay, she, so we need to find the – she has to figure out how to sign all these like uh, horrible things Eugene keeps saying. Like, okay, that's a good side bit. You yeah, know, you can find like a legit like deaf actress. Um, but yeah, sure, why not? No, nah, we should we shouldn't have her um be actually deaf because we that way we can actually um give her more speaking lines. I don't know, man. The deaf community might feel some type of way about that move. Or we do have someone who's actually deaf, but then we give her her own translator. So it's just her translating Eugene Levi and then her translator translating back to Eugene Levi, what she said when they talk. So I was thinking about her manager, even though I think she's like branching away from television after like a few good movies. But uh, Constance Wu? Really? Um, yeah, the mom from Fresh Off the yeah. Boat. Yeah. Didn't she come out like in support of like the Chinese genocide against the Uyghurs? Uh, you know what? Let's find that out. I saw something about it when I was like Googling Fresh Off the Boat stuff, but um, I don't see anything. Constance Wu controversy. Yeah, I don't see anything. Oh, um, apparently she just wasn't happy that the show got picked up for a sixth season last minute or something that's very different than saying oh i support genocide in another country <laughs> yeah you know what i may have made some assumptions here uh, oh apparently she was upset they got picked up because it meant she couldn't do other projects yeah okay that sounds pretty good yeah, actually. it's cool just austin slandering poc women yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm just going to cut it out so like we all come out and support. Like, oh, yeah, she totally did it. I'm just going to start our campaign against Constance Wu based on my <laughs> me reading a brief headline and not exploring further. Like, I, I, couldn't, con I couldn't campaign against her. How dare you? Slandering our good name on this podcast. Yeah, I would think her or Rashida Jones is who I would want as the manager. We can't put Rashida Jones in everything. We haven't put Rashida Jones in anything. We this tried is... to put her in something. No, we didn't. This is the first she's come up. Manager? Hmm. Yeah, okay. She's already got a lot of chemistry with uh, Adam Scott. Oh, are we actually bringing on Adam Scott? Oh, I thought, I thought that was our second guy. No, John Ab or Raymond Ablack is our uh, second guy. All right. Well, I don't think Rashida Jones is doing much nowadays. Yeah. Well, I guess Constance Wu from Richmond, apparently. 
Virginia? Never trust anyone from Richmond. Okay, you hillbilly. I feel like it's more of a DMV thing than a hillbilly thing. I'm getting you both. It's just the DMV thing t-shirts for Christmas. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll have to make the t-shirt myself, but don't worry. All right, so manager, Constance Wu or Rashida Jones? All right, Constance what, what Wu, kind man. Of, Rashida... What kind of character do we want? Rashida Jones is too fun. She's she's got to be like strict that's and slowly cracks over a few seasons because she's got to deal with a bunch of dumbass weirdos. She's got to be the straight man. What the 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 strong arm of the law? Yes, essentially. The bad cop and the bad cop, bad cop. No, she's almost the good cop to three bad cops. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Constance Wu, manager. So I guess we got to move on to like plot. A, a yeah, proper plot. Yeah. So I guess it would be pretty episodal, like, uh, or episodic. Like each is a different company, different type of speech. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe a different, uh, I mean, we can definitely recycle some subjects. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe we just, like, open up with, like, a three-minute excerpt from the uh, from each seminar, and then we backfill either the lead-up or the what happened after it will be the bulk of the episode, like the reactions to it or what's leading up to it will be the bulk of the episode, rather than having the seminars themselves be the focal point. I mean, so we're going to focus more on like the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, I think you have to. There's only so many seminars you can. Right, right. Yeah, like there's only so many topics like corporate world accountability, like diversity, sexual harassment, um, accountability, all that shit. Like there's like what maybe six different topics they could talk about. Right, right. So oh, it's, it's, and we we could. Yeah. We we could also go back to like the same companies, get some reoccurring cast in there. You know. Oh, that's a good idea. It'll be. Uh, They'll just, they'll go back to the same company but giving different seminars and then oh I guess Matt's we, dead. No, he just linked to something. Custom design. No, I just haven't no. been holding the space button. My bust. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find? Oh, you, you made this custom ink. Don't they have one just up the street? <laughs> In a mosaic? Yeah. They do. Oh, Matt, 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 yeah. Matt, you need to highlight the, the Fairfax and Loudoun counties and Stafford counties on that T-shirt, and then have it be it's just a DMV thing. I'll put a five four zero. I'll put a five four zero in the bot. Bro, what the hell is up with Loudoun County? Like, apparently they're gonna burn themselves down over critical race what? theory. Oh, is Loudoun County raising a ruckus over that shit? Yeah, I've seen like three headlines for it. Yeah, that makes total sense that they're like spazzing about out about that. They're like, they're like the, your prototypical neoliberal who don't want to like face the fact that oh, were our parents racist? No, that's their whole thing. What? Why did they call people, this a people, theory? I'm so confused. Why do you think a theory, bro? Well, I guess in the scientific fact, like a theory is what, like it's been proven, it has support. Problem that they're using some. Like they're using. Matt, are you letting go of space or are you just dying? I'm letting go of space. Okay. 
Here, turn off push to talk. Let's see if we'll, we'll just try and keep rolling. See if it works. Yeah, it's okay. I'll I'll just keep my finger on the button. Finger on. Here, just go open mic. Just go hot mic. Yeah, Matt, give us your tight five. Let's open mic it. Uh, what's the deal with the? They've all got big. Okay, now he is cutting out. That, that's definitely a connection it, one. <laughs> it was not. I'm just trying not to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> For talking about who really runs things around here. Okay, so back to the plot. <laughs> We should cut back to other companies that might face the same or similar or reoccurring problems. Like having a senior management that just can't stop grabbing ass or being drunk. <laughs> and the best part is he doesn't have to attend the seminars. Everyone else does. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, gang, here we have a few floozy boozies in the audience today, and we're going to talk about why you shouldn't drink at work. Uh, let's give it up for our for your esteemed CEO, and we're glad he could join us for these first couple of minutes. And it's just him getting clearly shit-faced. Yeah, like, how to drink in moderation at work gatherings. You see, you got to sip it out of the, out of the bottom drawer, and put it back in real quick. You can't let management catch you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a don't ask, don't tell policy. I mean, for those that have the option, like who doesn't do the seminars slightly buzzed? I feel like it's just, you know, like if you, if you can get away with it. Oh, yeah. Like those, those aren't worth a damn. Like Exactly. It was funny. The, like one of the contracting companies I... It wasn't one that I had worked for, but a dude I knew that was going to this company would tell me how it's just like, oh yeah, on Fridays we would all just like take shots, take shots of Jack. Yeah, that specifically, I don't know why. <laughs> Every Friday, just according everyone to, in the office. According to him, he was like a recruit. Now he's just trying to sell you the dream, you know. Uh, and it's, it turns out it's just like Jack's uh, chai tea latte shots. <laughs> dude, you know what? It was funny. That dude also had a DUI. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Wait, how did you find that out? You can search any, you know. Not that, like, not that year, but formerly. He just, like, he was very upfront with it. He told us, like, yeah, I, like, drank a bunch back in college, and, and you, it just happened after leaving a party. That dude was great. He Apparently, he was, like, the best recruiter that company had. <laughs> Damn. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah, he's so. telling people with that, yeah. He's like, yeah, man, I tell everyone I'm a fucking, I got a fucking DUI. I still work here. You can make it. And he's like, yeah, I guess they're cool with a bunch of stuff, like. How do they how do they feel about cocaine? Ah, that was the attitude it. he was going for. That's the vibe he was going for. Yeah, pretty much. But you know what? He he's making it happen. Uh, and I hope he's doing okay. Well, don't we? Hopefully, he didn't get another one. No, he can walk to downtown Fredericksburg from that office. He should be fine. 
Yeah, okay, so we got, like, pretty solid uh, main plot going, you know? This would definitely be a couple Wait. seasons, easily. Okay, so the main plot is is just um, reoccurring companies having to have, like, these same guys come in every... For, no, for sure. We could have our, like, big Me Too moment. We could have our stop Asian hate moment. We could have our, like, differently abled... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The box that you have to check, Pookie. But, um, just, just, you know, like, you can definitely squeeze a bunch of stuff in there if you really try. Not even really try. Oh, yeah, we could easily squeeze some stuff in there. Then we, we get, you know, we can, we can get some, some light romance between some of the, some of the company members and the contractors, the seminar people. Before we hop the ship for you to, like, start shipping, this doesn't seem too heavy in any particular area. I said NBC. This doesn't seem too heavy in our particular area. They can handle it. I don't know. I feel like we're throwing out quite a few words that NBC won't be okay with. Or maybe if we bleep them. That could work. I mean, we could keep it like PG enough to be an after-school special. I'm thinking no, like... I uh, like Chevy Chase. I'm, I'm thinking um, like, like Arrested Development level like censor censoring. Yeah, we could... Hit up Fox for another episode, but nah, I'm telling you, NBC. Yeah. Like, this is crime NBC comedy. All right, NBC, it is. This is wacky, wag your finger racism. Not oh, we need to confront this racism. <laughs> He's not racist, but his vocabulary is. Exactly. It's uh, it's Loudon County esque. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Speaking of Loudoun County, I had, like, my economics professor. I now realize after I left, super right-wing nut. Like, again, any day. One day he told us a story about how he was um, walking his dog out in front of his house. And he lived directly across the street from our high school in, like, these million-dollar homes. Like, there's nothing to fear. There's no crime. There's no nothing. There's no minorities. Anyway, who was there, Austin? Who was there? <laughs> anyway, he's just telling us a story. And one night, they're like a student rec uh, recognized him, a black student, by the way, and ran up to him and said, "Mr. Whatever his name was, I don't want. Uh, let's say, Mr. Sampson." And then apparently, he was so startled, he almost he told us he almost shot this student because apparently he walks his dog at night. In front of a high school, on this row of homes, all costing over a million dollars, strapped. As he just lives. Yeah, dude, that's in... what that concealed carry is for. I, I wonder what that was following. But, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's why people have to make up these boogeyman stories for themselves to justify their CCP. But anyway, I bet he's against critical race theory. Um, <laughs> also, along with my eighth grade civics teacher, who... Um, who, who, who just who just uh, fucking um taught us that Jimmy Carter was a fucking terrible president and like he was but not for the reason she said and then just and she also told us her husband used to be like a drug runner and would sell to high school students and that's why she's teaching now because they had to, they had to give up their nice house and their all their money when he was arrested or some shit. And I honest to God don't know if that's true or not. But she told, I swear to God, she told us this in the middle of class. I mean, it could be possible. Like, <laughs> that's a solid point otherwise. 
Like this woman's oh, like, like I don't know one day this woman's telling us about how her husband was getting children hooked on fucking cocaine and heroin. And the next day she's complaining about Obama being on the late night show with Letterman. I mean, it was 2010. That was the style at the time. Oh, that was 2008, maybe. Oh, even worse. That, that was when we could believe in change. Oh, he was still. Oh, oh. Okay. So side plots. I guess we have the cult angle from Raymond. He's just, he's just constant. He's just like trying to hook these people. Like anytime he can corner someone, he just kind of brings up this cult thing. Like not Scientology, but Scientology. That'll be one. You guys get any other ideas? Did you hear any of that? Nope. No. Fuck, I forgot the whole space. So what I was saying was... <laughs> then I just turn on open mic. <laughs> so for the corporate outreach angle, for like selling this stuff on other companies, I was thinking we could have like a real young like... A really young... But not Eugene Lee. A young Eugene Levy. That's not Dan Levy. A really young, yeah. like, salesperson who's... Or, like, social media. I don't want to say millennial. Oh, Social God. media influencer? I know who I want for that. Uh... Zendaya. No, not Zendaya. I'm looking at someone older. Um, what's her name? What's her name? And pro- preferably one that doesn't cost as much. Kathleen also, Rose true. Perkins. What is she in? She was in episodes, uh, Colony, the first season. She really rocks Allison, that Karen haircut. Allison, she like forty six. Yeah, but like she looks like she could be thirty six. I mean, I'm open to other suggestions. I was gonna say I have to disagree on this one. Hold right. on, I'm trying to I'm trying to do the thing where you go from one person to another person, and I'm getting there. Emily Van Camp, the girl from um, Revenge. Oh, she's in Falcon. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Never mind. No, I don't think Brit, she's not like. Uh, how about Brit Baron? Brit Baron. Uh, Brit this... Baron. Brit Baron. How do you spell Baron? Yeah. Okay. B A like um Orville Redenbacher. B A R O N. Like this uh black woman. She black. Mixed. I don't even know, but all I know is she voices Tifa in the Final Fantasy VII remake. Oh okay. no, she's so got the she got the anime voice. Let's uh let's get ourselves a screen act. She's also the daughter in Glow. Wait, whose daughter? Mark Marin's. Yeah, okay. Oh, I am looking at a completely different Brit Baron. She's also Livewire in Young Justice. He's 26, man. That's the perfect age. Yeah, okay. Okay, this is, okay. yeah, this is a very different Brit Baron than what... Uh, I was looking at one T, two R's, not uh, like B-R-I-T-B-A-R-R-O-N. It's a Baron like Red Baron. Okay, Perul, clearly I don't know how to spell Baron, so let's all have a laugh, huh? <laughs> but yeah, okay, yeah, she'd be good in this. Um, Brit Baron, like... Uh, She's just a. Uh, she's the IG, Twitter, LinkedIn like outreach person. She yeah the uh, social media outreach sales person. All right, so it seems to me like this uh, show's got to be pretty character driven because we're not really coming up with any like major plot points. So I think it'd be like uh, each episode would feature one of these 
actors more and less with uh, them interact with the other characters or stuff like that, and that would be the episode. I mean, you know, it, it'd be kind of hard to have like a like a serious plot with the with the premise of the show. Yeah, well, I, so I, don't, I don't think it can, it, there needs to be like an overarching plot. I think it needs to be like a, very episodic and like each character's driven. Like each episode is about a different character, even though we do have like a, a lead and stuff. Serious is one thing versus long lasting, but yeah, it's. It's hard to nail down. Uh, we can't have all these characters just rubbing shoulders and coming back to the office all the time, or else, you know, it just sort of, it just sort of feels like nothing's going anywhere. Mm-hmm. What, what what other things do we need to hit here? Show title. I think we got the casting pretty well down. We have four people: Eugene Leeway, Raymond Ablock, Constance Wu, Britt Barron. Oh, we got translate uh cast the sign language lady and the translator for the sign language lady i mean look they they're like a big contracting company right right no no they gotta be small they can't be big sure small contracting company you know they've been going around and then one day they revisit the same company the manager hits it off with one of the workers this becomes a huge thing they end up doing like a like multiple seminars for the same company over and over on the same subject, and then people are like, "Oh shit, something's not right," you know? Oh, what if um they keep getting hired by the same executive, but every time because uh, he keeps getting fired from his new company because he's not attending these seminars. And he gets hired. That would be great. He gets, golden, he gets golden parachuted into each each and every uh, each new pet company, and it's just he, he's going to every sister company and like associated organization, essentially. Oh yeah. Yeah. See, it's a great plot. It's definitely a plot. Uh, I'll know. It's not enough to carry a season. Well, you know what, Austin? This mm-hmm. could be a. Not everything needs to go for four or five seasons. This could be our... Our one-off? This could be our one-season burner. This could be our... Uh, this could be our Cooper Barrett. <laughs> Something else that had no direction. <laughs> All right, so it's going to be a bad show. <laughs> this, is our, this is our Cooper Barrett. This is our crashing. This is our... Uh, this is going to be our show that has some good ideas that, that doesn't get renewed, and then we all go our separate ways and, ha- and have better careers after. Rule will be the Phoebe Waller-Bridges of this show and go on to be in, like, Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah. I'm the Stevie Wonder? No, you're, you're uh, Oh, Phoebe no, you're right. You're the, no, you're the, no, you're the Stevie Wonder's Bridges. You're a big-nosed <laughs> English woman. And also blind, and you're gonna go on to be in the, the, the bad Star Wars movie and shoot heroin. And shoot heroin. What, what movie was she shooting heroin in? Nothing. I'm just making a joke that uh, Ray Charles and Stevie Wonder are the same person. Fair enough. Because you know they're both black blind musicians. Like, how many of them are there? Not allowed to be two. That's too confusing. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, we'll have uh. 
one episode where they have a different uh, company come in and talk to their company about Eugene's um, vocabulary. This is like, now Eugene, how would you handle this situation? And he'd just be like, well, I tell the Oriental lady that the that Blackie over there isn't to be judged by the color of her skin, but rather the merits of her character. And just like, all right, Eugene, I feel like you're not getting this. He's like, not, what? Not even <laughs> just, not even black. He's just like, okay, so we got we got we got Coltrane over there, and uh, <laughs> also next show we need to get like Phoebe Waller's bridges in there. I know you don't like her, but that's too bad. Oh, I think she's fine. I just don't like. Uh, I just didn't like Fleabag that much from what I saw. All right, so what are we calling this thing? That's a good question. It's gonna be a hard one. Uh, not training. Um, training day. <laughs> <laughs> how about seminar but we say r like a pirate okay seminar okay seminaruto we need to like seminaruto yeah you know what we could get like really weird with the companies like it's a company that like are just like modern day pirates and they're just selling stolen goods but they're having like diversity hire issues so they bring them in we can get really weird with it yeah, you know that is fun. We can, they have to because they have to go to every type of company. They they need to go to they need to go to everything from Google to Goop, like <laughs> yeah, from uh, Microsoft to Four Seasons Total Landscaping. Just call it workshop. Exactly, a workshop. Eh. I feel like everything has like a one word title these days. Let's go. Let's just like make it a sentence. Really. Really make sure we're getting canceled after the first season. Uh, how to save the company. Uh, helpline. Um, well, what, what do you call it when somebody gets caught and then they, you know, sort of force the company to, to have these seminars? Is there like a word for this? Like forced diversity training? Um, right, right. Like uh, what, what prompts the company to get these seminars going it's just corporate think that uh they think like their employees will benefit from this shit call it corporate no that's this is not corporate participating it's just like the low-level grunts call it oops fucking call it training day <laughs> <laughs> the works you know what i, I don't like it i almost god Damn the, it. the workshop sounds like we're doing a fucking Nick Offerman show about woodworking. I I, I don't hate the workshop. Uh, oh, there's our next show idea. It's like uh, the remediation show. called remediation. No, um, I I, can, right, I I have an idea right there. I know. Um, um, remediate. It's a DMV thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. I don't know. I feel like mandatory training is a bit too specific, but at the same time, it communicates what the show is going to go for. Or just, how about mandatory? Maybe. Um, Recondition. What? Yeah, it's conditioning, you know? They're, they're trying to condition you to become a corporate slave. Hey, now, we're on NBC. We can't be going that hard against the man. Mm-hmm. Manners? I like mandatory. Best practice? That's 
I'll take best practice best, also. Best pra yeah, that's that's the best one. Let's see if we can get a better one. But we, you're not holding space. Oh shit. Um, I'm not holding space. How about you suck my fucking dick? Actually. <laughs> um. Uh, you know, if we don't want Brit Baron, lunch and learn, because all this shit's over lunch. If. If we don't want Brit Baron, we could also get Brit Lower, who was like the sister for a man seeking woman. No, I think Brit Baron's better. All right, fair enough. That's all. I'm just throwing it out there, man. Shit. All right, I'm going to take my finger off Spacebar. Fine. <laughs> also, why'd you pick Spacebar instead of like mouse button? So, any any other ideas, guys? Um, man, I should I should pull up my work email because all that shit's in there. Um, professional reprogram we're so close like what was the best one again i don't know it was yours um fuck we lost man it mandatory no mandatory was mine oh just like that it was my time to shine i mean we recorded it it's actually it's right there for all uh code of conduct yeah best, yeah, best yeah. practice. Best practice. Pra that was uh, best practices. What uh, other really crappy corporate lingo do they use in these things? Um, what did I just say? Um, code of conduct. Best practices. Lunch something. Lunch and learn. That's what they're called at my job. Um, yeah, we could do lunch and learn. No, best practices is better. All right, best practices. I like that one. Best practices. That's what I'm. I'm always saying that. I'm always saying that. Guys, it's just a two seasoner. It's okay. It's a one seasoner, Pooks. I'm sorry. <laughs> best practices coming to coming you to on NBC, starring Eugene Levi as our straight lace, nice, politically incorrect lead. Constance Wu, our straight man manager. Raymond Ablack, our former motivational speaker for Colt, still trying to get people into Colt. Supporting actor. Britt Barron, our social media outreach thirst trapping female support character. As we wade into the world of office bureaucracy, we try our best to show every day and how this means nothing to the people there and how these execs who really affect it don't do anything. Best practices. Thursdays at 7? No, Thursdays at 9. Thursdays at 9. Thursdays at... Fuck, God damn. Thursdays at 9. Woo! All right. <laughs> 